Welcome to the Quaredev Midcast with your host Adam Matwatch. Let's start the meetup and today we have uh, great guests from a little bit different area than usually because the previous meetups all were focused on testing but today we have two managers of seasoned project managers well uh, Igor wanted me to say experienced project managers but but I like the the word seasoned project managers so project managers that have seasoned seen... is okay great <laughs> don't <laughs> that... just don't use mature <laughs> Okay, so guys that have seen uh, many projects and uh, that's why um, today they are working in the no bullshit about uh, no, zero bullshit management um, organization when they where they uh, work with the different uh, corporation, uh, small enterprises, startups, VCs um, in Poland and uh, abroad. Um, uh, Przemek uh, Surma is the digital and IT manager with dozens of years experience in multinational corporations and Igor is the founding father of the Zero Bullshit Management. Um, today's meetup will be focused around the topic of estimations, estimating in projects, in IT projects um, and then I would like to start with a question to you guys. Why do you even estimate? Why do we need estimates? And I understand that this question might be obvious to uh, many people, but I don't believe it is, especially that I would like to challenge you guys in why we need estimates in the projects. But firstly, let's begin with that. Why do we estimate in projects? Szanek? Okay. Well, it's a philosophical question because if you are a project manager or work with any business, you'd know that uh, without estimation, you just cannot go any further because people want to know how much, how far, when, for how long, with whom. And without estimations, you're not able to provide that. So it's a basic question telling you, should I start at least with it? Thank you. Shamak. It's something Thank that you. provides you some baseline, right? I mean, I'm also not a big, well, maybe not also, <clears throat> I'm not a big fan of like hardcore estimating, but I but I totally love your question. People very often for keep forgetting why do we even estimate? And they and for me the, the why is we need to be able to well coordinate more than one project, people, resources from many different projects, and well to do that properly you need to at least know that something's going to end within half a year or something in order not to start too many projects at once or sometimes to tell your customer uh, when can they expect something, right? Because the mm -hmm. customer uh, usually expects that. So, Of course. And Igor, I would also add it to what you said that it's not only about time estimations because estimation is actually a multiverse. Usually we think and uh, relate estimations with time, so when something can happen, but it's also how much it's going to cost. It's yeah. also how big is it. It's also what's the impact. So like there are multiple mm -hmm. views on the estimations. And I think that the key answer for uh, why do we even estimate is from the curiosity and also trying to judge whether it makes sense to invest in what we want to do. Okay, I understand. So one dimension is we want to know when the project ends. Uh, in other dimension, we want to know how much it will cost because obviously with the estimation comes with some costs, right? How much? Because the time is time is money, right? Times um, people have to work in the time and we have to pay them. That's like also additional resources that are needed. But at the Sometimes same, some project might not be you know feasible in terms of in terms of you know money, mm -hmm. right? whether it's going to last half a year or a year, it makes huge difference, especially in IT when the resources are so people, but okay, generally resources, not only people, but uh, cloud servers, whatever, are freaking expensive. Mm -hmm. So let me guys challenge you a bit here because you're mm -hmm. saying that we need estimates to know when the project ends and uh, for example, how much it will cost. Let's Let's focus maybe right now on these two dimensions. So in this case, why in some projects we estimate in story points or t-shirt sizes and the projects more or less work, right? But basically, if we are saying that we need the time estimate or the money estimate, then what what, what the story points or t-shirt sizes are good for us then? Uh, Igor, maybe we can okay. start with you this time. Maybe 
I have trouble with all those fancy mm, story points, whatever. Uh, actually, what I what I uh, my favorite type of estimation is uh, just I'm talking only about. Uh, okay, first of all, maybe let's get back because we can. The first and very important thing that we have to underline is uh, that we can be talking about estimates on basically two main levels. One is estimate as a project in general, and the second is say estimation on the level of sprint, so or or even a day or or single task, and it's totally freaking different thing. Przemek, I don't know if you if you're gonna agree. Absolutely, with me. absolutely. And so um, the the estimation is not the same like for uh, different things, but yeah. um, because you you were and, and and just 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 uh, to, to finish it and using story points or 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 something like that, if you want to estimate a whole project, makes no sense. It makes no sense. It doesn't work. What works for me, and th that's what what I'm basically advocating and what I'm teaching people is uh, use a bit of t-shirt sizes, but but only like SML, just roughly to know the complexity of the task, and and the rest is just put like two week or four week or three week sprints on the wall and stick those stickies to, to those sprints. And that, that's basically the, 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 the way I'm advocating estimating, but there are no story points there. There are no summing up things. I hate when people are starting to, summing, to sum up and say, oh, this is all 42 story points. We have to multiply it by seven and then we're gonna have cadence or whatever. No, no, this is, this is just- But Igor, I will, I will challenge it because actually I'm working with it because it really depends on how you're looking at it. Yeah. From the project perspective, really just like a project manager. Yeah, I mean, then, Drilling into those small story points is actually maybe a little bit boring. But if you're working with the product teams where you have number of product owners and you have the BAs and you have the scrum teams, then I don't, I cannot imagine working without the story points. So for me, um, Adam, the big, the question that we should be asking, like, it's not to estimate or not to estimate, which is the, um, a very good question, but rather how to estimate. Right at what to estimate. It makes no sense to estimate everything. It's gonna we're gonna be going crazy, but it makes also no sense to not estimate at all. Coming back to the story points, it's a great tool uh, that is used everywhere to actually establish the cadence and know how much you can do within a certain team period of time. And without that, I, I cannot imagine really working with the Scrum teams because they 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 get to know what the story point means for them. For example, because for every team it might be a completely different thing, right? It, it we should not really be thinking that a story point is something unique and you can uh, do the same estimations like in one project and the other another will be exactly the same. No, it's not. But for the team, they learn what exactly the story point mean, and then they are trying to estimate how much the effort practically and how how much the complexity, how big the complexity is um, for a specific task story, and then put it in the sprint, and they know how much they can fill in. Because for example, I don't know, let it be 40 story points per sprint. So then uh, they know that they, they should be not maxing out or they should be probably leaving some buffer if there is somebody uh, going for a vacation or there is some additional activity happening on that. So story points, very good tool to use, but for those things, for bigger projects or for cadence, for some uh, bigger planning, you need to for look at the, I don't know, dates, milestones, effort in mandates, efforts in money, so use the estimate that makes sense for the thing. Thank you for that, Tremek. And then I would mm -hmm. ask a question to uh, Igor. Do you agree with that? Especially because as I understood your, your firstly, first impressions on that question was that actually in every project you need the time estimate. So do you hold up to that sooner, stance? Sooner or later. No, I don't. It's not like let's not, let's not throw the baby with the bathwater, but uh, it's not like I hate, I, I, I'm, I totally loathe story points and I, and I say that they are useless and uh, that I say that cadence is absolutely uh, you know useless or whatever but my, my problem with those tools is that they are say widely advocated on on most of the meetups on most of the conferences uh, people will uh, people will be will be telling you great stories about them if you're gonna go to some training like I was I went to the professional scrum with Kanban training I have the certificate but I to be to be perfectly honest I was freaking freaking disappointed 
because most of this most of this training was about some you know formulas, cadence, whatever. And this is perfectly nice, provided you have a dedicated, maybe even experienced, let's let dedicated, experienced team that could be working on on one single project. Uh, but many teams I keep encountering in IT. No, because because I'm also working in, in 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 different areas, but many teams that I'm working with, they have like say several sources or several sources of of requests. So they are they are doing some product development, but at the same time they are also doing some bug fixing, some operational stuff, whatever, uh, or or maybe they are share so called crazy thing as shared resources. So they are being shared among among three teams. And then starting to use use story points actually, or trying to use cadence, start, stops making absolute sense. And my problem with those tools is that uh, people tend to forget that they are also say different situation. And then the people are trying to use cadence or, or stuff like that in those teams when it actually makes no freaking sense. So 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 just to make myself clear, I I agree with Przemek. Uh, I think what we could what we could agree upon is that they are. You should very carefully ask yourself what situation are you in, and based on this on this situation, you should actually uh, uh, use different uh, estimation tool or estimation technique because. The, I think I think the, the the greatest mistake and very very frequent mistake, especially from the rookie people, I myself included, is just taking something you've heard about during conference or you read about in the article and trying to to apply it in your team because somebody looked nicely on a, on a stage during conference and it it sounds so cool. Some trainer, for example. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now I agree. Uh, I I agree uh, a bit more with you, Igor, because my impressions are very similar, right? So for years I have been in many conferences or or talks uh, where I was, um, let's say, uh, brainwashed by the <laughs> agile way of thinking that actually story points are everything and so on. And until I became a manager myself, I was always advocating that what? Why do you need estimates even for right? And when I became a manager, that was like my basic tool for, for predictions, for making plans and for alignments between projects, right? When you work on a small project for one team, then I agree that you actually don't need estimates if you have appropriate setup, right? Or, or you, can, you can organize it in a different way or just use estimates for something different than estimating time. Mm -hmm. uh, so thank you for that, guys. But then I would uh, try to narrow the scope where we where we speak about estimates. How then uh, would you estimate and use estimates in agile setups when you have a Scrum or Kanban environment and setup where you don't have plans for next three months? You don't know what will happen in a month from today, right? You, you know what will happen in the next two sprints, maybe three, right? So in this case, how to use estimates? Because I could not imagine that I will estimate the whole project. We are from the beginning making assumption that we will leave two weeks after two weeks, sprint after sprint, right? And we make decisions based on that, right? Adam, what you are telling right now, it seems like for me like a story, a fairy, fairy tale, really. I, I cannot imagine the, the company that is actually you know, giving the the freedom for the for the scrum teams, multiple or one, just do whatever you want and don't produce any, any plans, don't tell me what's going to happen. Like, just, okay, focus on your story points and leave you on agile world. That's not gonna work that's not I existing i can imagine this but in a, a say crooked startup i mean crooked in terms yeah of, in terms of i i encountered a couple of startups like that hey we just received 10 million funding let's burn let's it. spend them <laughs> Let, let's burn them exactly but, but, uh, but we, are, we are talking here here exactly about i think something which is serious right because i'm actually yeah. part of those big 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 projects that run over a couple of years and they are, uh, and we but have a even in a small company. Hey, I have like five hundred thousand zloty, and I want to spend it on something. And this team costs me seventy-five thousand a month. And yes. you are you are telling me that I have no idea what I'm gonna have, what I'm gonna have within like two months. Exactly, that's that's complete 
nonsense. I mean, I, I cannot imagine yeah. working like that, really. I mean, as a customer, as an owner, as a manager, you, you're telling me that, that, I mean, I know, Adam, that you are trying to challenge me, but this, this question is, it's not existing. Even if you have a team, even if you have a team that works with the, let's say, agile methodology, so they are working, I don't know, Scrum, Kanban, whatever, they are using the, the story points, they have to have some kind of roadmap. They need to have some kind of overarching, long-term, medium-term plan telling, okay, what's going to happen when more or less, what they are planning. It doesn't have to be super strict. It's, it can I mean, be more or less, as you just yes. said, right? Yeah. So I will move even more to the left then, right? Uh, what so... do you mean to the left? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can move to the left right now. To okay, the, see, the, I'm just going to the left. I'm going moving. to the left. <laughs> Uh, to uh, more, more, let's say, uh, freedom. You say that you cannot imagine an organization like that, and it's more mostly like a crook startup. Uh, really, seriously? I, well, I agree with bigger corporations where you have roadmaps, you have plans, you have strategic goals, and so on. But uh, what, what about, for example, the lean startup approach, right? Where you start with team of three people, four people, right, and you don't yet know what the product will be. You're not able to make a one-year plan, ten-year plan, or whatever, right? Right now you're doing something, and you pivot then to some other area. You're developing something else, and so on and so forth, right? So this is, I would, I agree that this is extreme example, but in examples like that, I would even say that estimates are useless because I've, if I spend one week on estimating what I will do, and actually my no, my, they are not. No. no, they are not. Okay. In no, startup, in lean startup, you are supposed to release something and test it as early as, pos as possible. You have hypotheses and you want to test it. And say you have two features that that you can be that you, that you are willing to test. Two features that you think might be cool. This is for me obvious that you'd like to estimate both of them in order to choose which one's gonna be first, right? Because if the first, if the feature A is going to take like three, more or less, roughly three months to implement, and the feature B is going to test, going to take like one month, and we are estimating their customer value as more or less similar, then for me, this is obvious that you're going to try to implement the feature B, which is... Exactly. Well, and it has a name, Igor. It's, a, it's, an, it's a cost of delay. It's cost of delay. So you're trying to actually bring something which is costing you less uh, or that you have a bigger cost of delaying something than you're trying to actually bring it faster to the market. So I, th I think I think we are back to the definition because uh, to, to, to state our point of view clearly, we but by we have to estimate or we need estimates. We don't mean that we need a strict roadmap for two years. No. But we don't want to go into other extreme. Like, hooray! We don't need anything because that's what I actually what I actually kept kept hearing during some agile meetups. And don't 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 get me. I love agile. I'm all about agile. But when I heard those guys like, ha ha ha, those stupid managers, they need they need estimates from us. And then I asked one of the guys uh, uh, during the coffee break. So hey, you are you say imagine you want to build yourself a house. And you are going to to the construction site people, and you ask them uh, how much it's going to cost and how much how how long it's going to how much it's going to take, and they tell you, well, this is you know this is a complex project. It, it different different things. Can, I, I I'm unable to tell you. Yes, uh, is, that's this, that's this the best provider. Story. I would definitely select that. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> okay, you have an answer. I mean, okay. I'm, so we are now, now I will move a little bit to the again, right. Again, we are not mm -hmm. talking about having strict estimates and then and then shouting at people and beating them up with a stick if they like uh, if they are delayed by one week. But we need to have something. Exactly. Just, and just to, to make you have also different measures. Decisions. You have also different measures and methods of, of for example, estimating. So I don't know. Given uh, because we have like the project estimate, where usually we try to understand like what's the budget, what's the scope, what's the size, and also what's the time. That's that's pretty much the product. But you also have product estimates where you're trying to actually split the features and then understand like what's the story cost, what's the feature yeah. cost, what's the epic cost, etc. So it's a different thing, and depending also on the on when you're estimating and how how much you know, then you have different. Um, proximity and uh, accuracy of the of the estimation. So you don't know much, 
then you can estimate something with a high probability is going to be wrong. But it's better even to have this number because it's going to give you something instead of not having at all if you are thinking about building some product. And what about, uh, we, we speak a little bit about the, the Lean Startup, what about the Kanban? You heard about the Kanban, right? You have like a batch of, of stories that there will always I appear Kanban. something. Kanban is, Kanban is something I'm advocating everywhere. I have to admit, I mean, I don't know anybody else who is working with Kanban so closely like Igor, really. This is so true. He's the Kanban guy, really. Kanbans are everywhere. <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, no, you are talking about Kanban board, but I, when when somebody, somebody like yeah. that, uh, Kanban is something more. Kanban is also about limiting work in progress, stuff like that. And okay, I'm so all about be, this. Be, before moving to your answer, let me just just finish what, what what I have in mind. So in Kanban, you have stack of stuff that have to be done, and the basic premise of Kanban is that uh, firstly you always take the stuff from the top, so you don't pick and choose. You always take from the top. That's the first thing, and the second thing you always have on the top the most important thing, right? So you always are working on the most important thing uh, in the in the whole world, and you always select from the top. So at this point, because normally when you estimate, when you um, do the estimates, you estimate, for example, to select uh, on what to work next and uh, how much we can deliver, when we can deliver. In Kanban, if we have ordered it by priority and we always have the top priority on the top, then uh, we always will have as soon as possible the most important mm-hmm. and the most valuable mm-hmm. features. That's the one thing. And second thing, when it's done, it's done when it's done. Why do you need estimate then, right? It, it, I, can, I can estimate it will take me two days and then I have done it in one day. What's then? Or I will say it take me two days, but I will do it in a week. Sorry about that. I, I misestimated, right? I, I have done a bad estimate. So why do you need estimate in Kanban then? Adam, before okay. maybe jumping into this question, I, I can tell like I think that there is only one company in the in the world that can afford of telling that it's gonna be ready when it's ready. And it's Cyberpunk 2077. So but everybody else are accountable for delivering on time, more or less. Uh, so Yes, but the feature is actually ready when it's ready. You okay, cannot, you cannot, uh, so if the developer will tell case. you that you take so that, that. I have time. a use yeah. case for that. I, I, I mentioned that there are very different teams all over the world. And Kanban and the way of working that you just described, I'm advocating strongly, for instance, in the companies that, I, that they are doing mostly, say, mature product development. Uh, and by that I mean they have lots of bug fixes, lots of stuff like lots of stuff like that. And th- most of the time it's like completely un- unpredictable. Like up to seventy or even eighty percent of their work could be related to some uh, either bug fixing or maybe consulting some features or whatever because it's a huge organization. And then only like a fraction of their their time, I don't know, twenty, thirty, sometimes forty percent of their capacity could be used. To, to 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 develop some new features and then uh, kanban makes in my opinion perfectly perfect sense because uh, in those organizations it's completely in, it's often impossible to, uh, to 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 give like any serious estimate but it's okay because this product that I, that I already have there it's already mature it's working it's bringing business value it's not an issue that some that some small feature will be delivered in in two months instead of one, but and it's a huge huge delay, like one hundred percent. But it doesn't matter that much because the, pro, the, the 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 system is already there, and they are only doing some you know some small adjustments, stuff like that. And in that case, I totally agree. I, I I'm actually fighting against estimates in in such organizations. I tell them why fucking bother. You just keep. Uh, uh, you're gonna beat those those. those the... <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, why bother? I, I will just put Peggy 18 on the podcast. Yeah. Then. Why, why, why bother? I mean, you keep restructuring only your roadmap. You keep rewriting it, and it's it's no good. Just just make be sure that you are doing your best effort, that you are working more efficiently, and it's gonna be when it's gonna be. But but as as we have mentioned before with Przemek, you need to uh, select the tool for the specific case. 
for the job. And this is what, I mean, Igor, and, and Kanban, this is where we are saying that, okay, it, in this sense, in this uh, situation, for example, production support uh, teams, they are working with, usually with Kanbans, right? So whatever flows, whatever is critical, they pick it up and they work on it, they move on on the next tasks. And then absolutely, it makes no sense to try to spend even time on trying to figure out how long is it going to be. It's rather, if it's super urgent, critical tasks, and everybody is putting, put, they are putting hands on them to fix them, as soon as soon as possible, and they are trying to maybe give some like due date. Okay, we are thinking that we need to actually will be ready with it. I don't know in in I don't know in two hours or maybe next day, and they are planning you know a hot fix or whatever else. So even there, they are trying to think about when something is happening. If especially if they feel pressure, because those production support teams usually fight with the most hot, urgent topics to fix. Okay, uh, thank you, guys. And I would add something to that mm, because in the Kanban, I was challenging and was uh, um, thinking if you if this will come up or, or not. Because in Kanban, actually, uh, you can figure out when something will be developed, so you don't have to say, I, 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 I try to challenge you with this. Well, it's done when it's done. Actually, in Kanban, you are able to say when the the, the task that is 20 on the list when it will be done. You are able to count that if you count the lead time and the cycle time, right? When you use the cycle time, so the time from when the task gets into progress to, till the time uh, when it's closed, and you have the mean of cycle time, and let's say that it's one day. So on average, every task from in progress to done, it takes one day for a developer. So if I will, if somebody will ask me a question, when the task number 20 will be done, the answer is simple, after 20 days. Right, but. and of course, at the beginning of the project, of course, that 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 numbers doesn't matter, right? Because you have to have like some so some number of of, of tasks to, to to have the right average. But at some point, you will be able to know whenever the task is done without estimating it, as long as you have a similar division of the tasks, right? Yeah, and yes, there are two yeah. two things which have you mentioned actually. Glad I mean at least you you mentioned one. If you have a similar task, then yes, you're you're able to predict when more or less the task will land and will will be delivered. But that's usually not the case. Uh, usually the tasks are, they have various nature and they don't they are not the same. They usually sometimes it's very easy to fix something or to deliver. And sometimes it takes really days and effort or really long, long, long many people in order to deliver that. And second thing you mentioned that it's possible. Uh, when the tasks on the Kanban board, they are not changing. But it's also, again, not reality because usually those production teams, they are working with constantly changing constellation of new tickets appearing. Yes, thank you guys for that. Uh, Igor, you want to add something? Or? No, 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 no. I'm, I, I totally agree with Przemek. I think it's, again, what you have mentioned, I have, I have, I have as, I, as I have pre mentioned previously, I have a big problem with those. Uh, cadences, lead time, stuff like that, uh, because in well, in a real world, you you would need for that experienced team with already well some time working on on like that, not too many things that keep changing uh, constantly. And very important thing that we haven't actually discussed is because for me, I'm not a fan of estimating, but I'm a fan of quality tasks on your board. So not sh some shitty like do it and then it lands on your on your task board. No, I'm I'm a fan of like smaller uh, decomposed tasks, like not not more than one or maybe two days to complete, nicely described and one and whatever. And then you can you can somehow uh, know that okay, maybe usually we are say completing 20 tasks within within two weeks or something like that but there are lots of lots of conditions in order for that to work and my experiences and i've seen a lot of companies because I, as, as you mentioned for uh, i'm experienced project manager but now for five years i'm doing consulting and training and trust me most of jiras most of trellos most of different systems i i, I see with tasks inside those tasks are shit you know we basically click and there is nothing there the first thing that person has to ask when they are taking the taking up the task is oh what's this all about because i have no idea so so this 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 nice kanban flow that that's that that's you know described during the training i think it's some kind of a myth it's like this like the perfect product owner this person i've never seen a perfect product owner. okay but igor i have it i work it with like that every day practically 
So obviously not every single, so it's not a paradise. It's not uh, like yeah. every task is super precisely well described, but the team really know how to work with each other. Um, they have perfectly groomed, uh, not perfectly groomed story, but perfectly groomed ceremonies. And they, they, they know what to do in order to really go with the smooth delivery of the products. Even the things are changing constantly, even the, the requirements are coming and, and changing from the business side, they can keep the cadence, they can keep the velocity and also prioritize things that matter, select the ones that need to be delivered fast, decide on the go, okay, drop it, take it that, take that one. Mm -hmm. So it, it is really possible. And if I, if I go with Jira, I can see that the task is really well described, the stories okay. are really well delivered. I, so I it's, didn't it's possible. mean that it's impossible. I meant that the problem is that most of teams, okay, say my message is that most of teams should rather look into uh, doing what your team is doing. So grooming your tasks nicely, describing them, decomposing them, talking about them. Uh, and then once they achieve that, maybe thinking about, you know, lead times, cadences and stuff like yes. that. Because what, what what I kept seeing, what I kept seeing is was, was the other way around. Well, okay, Igor, let me, let me again uh, hit you with the question then uh, or, or challenge you a bit. Yeah, as as I get from you, you you're not big a fan of of um, estimates in story points. So t-shirt sizes, you would prefer like estimates in, in I hours. Using, but, as I've mentioned, I'm using t-shirt sizes, but in slightly different, different, different. Yeah, yeah. but my, my my point here is how to deal with estimating in time when you have a diverse team. So you have a senior developer for for whom uh, doing that task might take two hours and you have a junior developer for whom making this task is two days. And they will never agree on the same number, right? And taking average would be, well, silly, right? Because if you take average from these two, then the, the, the senior will be bored after some time and the junior will uh, not be able to deliver that, that task in that time, right? So in this case, this estimate would be a pure fiction if it would be estimated by senior developer and junior developer at the same time and if you estimate it in hours, mandates or whatever. And the question is? And the question is, Igor, what, how, to how do you deal with that, right? Because as, as, as I understand, you, you have to somehow uh, make peace with, 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 that, with situations like that, right? <sighs> My take is... Sim my take my take is kanbanish I, I i would say that so i'm getting back to nicely described tasks and nicely decomposed tasks and the go my uh, say my postulate could i could i say it like that is uh, that after some time you know that your team regardless of the compose uh, i mean Okay, say they are too experienced, two, two, three semi-experienced and three juniors, that your team more or less delivers, say, 30 tasks every, uh, every, every two weeks. 30 tasks that we already know and, and we already know from our experience that uh, those 30 tasks look more or less the same. So they are decomposed to, 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 to more or less the, the similar level. And this is this is this is like basically like a judgment call. You basically look at the task and say, okay, this looks this looks uh, I mean small enough as a, as a chunk. So so something like that. But I'm not I'm not a fan of uh, somebody mentioned on the, on 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 what's the what's the name of the system? Uh, Slido. On Slido. Uh, on Slido, that sometimes estimating takes takes more time than actually the task is worth. So I'm 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 more fan of this approach uh, and basically skipping the long and painful discussion whether it's one, two, or three single story points because it usually ends up that it's four or or one or whatever or we, or, or we, we, we were wrong. So some so more towards that direction. So say twenty five tasks a sprint and we already know more or less uh, what a task for us and we have to establish some baseline what a task for us means. So as I hear, Igor, you are a big fan of no estimates, of not estimating, because if you have a clear division of the task in similar chunks and you yes. are able after some time say that uh, I'm able to deliver 25 tasks, more or less 25 tasks in a sprint, then you actually don't need 
time estimate, right? You just need to have the uh, clear uh, division of the task, and then you are you are you are, you are, you, are, you are trying to corner, but uh, but and this is totally in line with what I've said at the beginning, because I, I I look at estimates like there are at least two levels there. One is a single sprint, and what we've just discussed was a single sprint level, and yes, then. Uh, and in my opinion, like 25 tasks per sprint, and we know what those, those tasks are, this is a pretty good estimate. But when it comes to the whole project or like a half a year roadmap or whatever, then I'm talking about dates. Uh, and then I'm then I really want to squeeze in some 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 quality discussion uh, using a calendar, using maybe say epic stories, something like that. Uh, and, but but not like story pointing them, but but rather like a free discussion and basically, hey, it is, is it is it reasonable to, to that we're going to complete it in this sprint and say we have two weeks, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks on our uh, on our board on a, on a, on a, on a wall. Hey, hey, is it possible here or maybe here or here? Discuss discussion like that, and it's you know, in theory, we could use story points and maybe Przemek does it. I'd like to hear the Przemek story. But uh, Przemek's organization is already very mature. Przemek is a very good manager and he has established established an, uh, a nice organization there, a nice way of working. But in most, maybe not most, in many companies I keep, keep encountering, the problem is that if they were to do this on the level, I mean, the estimation of half a year using story points or whatever, this would take them like, I don't know, two weeks of workshops and they have no time for that. So I much more prefer this rough guess on a white, on a, on a, on a whiteboard with sticky notes and, and, and the calendar because this gives at least some, you know, some grasp of what, what we can expect uh, instead of this story point exercise, when they will probably uh, drop it after after estimating first two or four weeks, and they think, "Hey, well, we're gonna finish this later on," and they never, and they will never finish it. Okay, sure. so tw um, tw Adam, twelve. Maybe. Wait, one sec. One one thing I would like to underline: uh, twelve uh, to seven, twelve minutes to seven, second uh, December two thousand twenty. I have on the tape Igor Mruset. Igor Mruset. We can use uh, story points. I have it on the tape. Thank you, Igor. <laughs> Przemek, yes. What's your take on that? I wanted to take voice from Igor, but but he he was tirading uh, me. So yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go with you, Przemek. Yes. Okay. But before answering, I'm just gonna answer uh, Wojtek Kora answer a question, which is from the from the chat. But maybe a little bit joking. Wait. I mean, the difference between the estimations from junior and senior is how uh, is the salary that they are being paid with. Okay, so that's pretty much the difference. But let's come back with the to the to the story again. I think that we are in this discussion. We are not differentiating. Uh, we are trying to actually differentiate, but maybe we need to say it one more time. It is not the same to estimate things in the Scrum team and in the development of something, and it's not the same to develop to the estimate and predict. The overall schedule of the project. It's a completely different story, absolutely different thing. And we shouldn't be really mixing those uh, two elements, trying to think, okay, it's story points because no one, I mean, it would be absolutely crazy trying to estimate what's the uh, number of story points we're going to be actually uh, delivering within the next six months. It's no, yeah. it's 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 not Even this way. If you are using story points on yes. those two levels. Those are different story points. <laughs> exactly. Well, I can predict, for example, what, yeah. uh, what's going to be if the teams are. Uh, and this is the, uh, the the example of the organization actually I'm working with. So we have a number of uh, scaled. Uh, we are working with scaled agile, meaning that we have number of teams working all together, all in the same cadence. So they are grooming at the same time, planning at the same time, delivering at the same time, demoing at the same time. They sync all the time. So it, it's possible. And they also have established a pretty uh, stable velocity and capacity. So I am able, as the product manager, I'm able to tell like within six months, we're going to be actually delivering that amount of story points. But what is going to be in those story points? That's a completely different topic, right? And again, coming back to this, uh, to this topic. So 
I think that uh, most of the organizations, especially the bigger ones, right now work with hybrid methodologies. So they try to build uh, overall uh, schedule project, like waterfallish project plan with some planning analysis, with some uh, UATs, big testing events, uh, communication, whatever is necessary in the, in the project with milestones, with revision times. And parallel or uh, next to it, there is number of teams which delivers in, uh, in a scrum or let's say in an agile manner on a cadence. So they are trying to put an overarching plan over the agile delivery model. And that works perfectly fine. So then you estimate the project end-to-end -end, trying to put the milestones and dates and budget. And then you let also the teams that work with the agile delivery to work with the story points, with the roadmap, with prioritization, with stories, with backlog, all that stuff which needs to be there. Thank you, Przemek, for that. And then I have a follow-up question uh, to build up on, on that, especially it, it's a little bit similar to the question we had from, uh, from, uh, from the Slido um, about the... So what's the scale? I, I, I'm glad that you mentioned the, the hybrid model because as I understand on a bigger scale, it's better to estimate in time, put some milestones on a smaller model. It's, we can use story points or, or t-shirt sizes or whatever, right? So what's the scale? On what scale should we put the milestones and so on? Is it like a vision of the next uh, half an year? And then we think about milestones and the dates or is it like the more than one sprint needs for some time estimates? What's the scale then? It's, I think it doesn't matter, but I mean, the scale, I mean, if you're delivering something which can be done, I don't know, within a week, it's not a project, it's just practically a task, a small initiative. But the projects usually take like, I don't know, from few months till few years. That's the, the scale of the project that we're usually talking about. So even if you have a few months project, I cannot imagine working on the project without the schedule. So always you have to have some kind of schedule because you, your clients, your management, your stakeholders are interested in when is going something to happen, right? What are you delivering within that time? It doesn't make any sense. Is there any dependency? And then if you go deeper, level deeper with the, uh, because we are right now talking about the IT delivery project, right? So doing going deeper. And then if you have some methodology, uh, I don't know, maybe Scrum, maybe Kanban, maybe mixed, whatever you want, then you are trying to actually build those chunks completely different way with the story points, with the roadmap, with release planning, etc. Thank you, then. Thank you, thank you, Przemek, for that one. Uh, okay, uh, there is this question which you jokingly try to to <laughs> answer, uh, Przemek, but I think we we can uh, try to dig deeper into that. Wojtek, maybe you would like to unmute yourself and ask that question directly to Igor with some more context. Go ahead, Wojtek. Crush Igor. You can crush him. No, no, I believe it's not the matter of crashing anyone, but I understood that you you have given the um, idea about estimates done by junior and senior, and uh, uh, the problem is that, of course, they differ. But uh, how to deal with that fact? Uh, because I didn't hear or I didn't understand the, uh, the explanation. What are we going to do with that? Because we obviously know it's a fact, but... Um, how to manage this kind of uh, this kind of team? It's a, okay, Igor. You wanna take mm -hmm. it? Przemek, uh, maybe you're gonna be gonna you're gonna finish after me. I, so maybe 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 uh, my explanation wasn't as clear. I'm sorry. Uh, please excuse me. Uh, what I meant is, I'm gonna get to 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 what I described previously. Say you have 25 atomic tasks. As you as well, something you called atomic, so decomposed tasks. You've decomposed the task for your for for your sprint, uh, uh, and then you know that your team just delivers more or less twenty five of similar say of the task of similar size per per sprint. In my opinion, it doesn't really matter. Uh, I mean, there is no this. There is no discussion about estimates there. So, 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 so whether they are juniors or, or seniors doesn't really matter that much. I mean, basically, your team consists of three seniors or five juniors. So, therefore, they are delivering more or less 25 tasks of the agreed size a sprint. And, and th 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 that, that's actually one of the reasons I like this no estimate approach 
because it eliminates this problem with story points or, or time estimates or whatever that, you, that you've mentioned, that Przemek is a very experienced guy and he, he says two story points and I'm not that experienced and I, and I say nine story points. And what then if I'm going to take up these tasks? That's this whole direction of you know, overdoing it. Okay, I understand. So in case of uh, differences in, uh, for example, during the planning poker, the explanation of this difference is, okay, that was a given by experienced uh, dev and that uh, was given by less experienced dev. Okay, that, that makes sense. I would usually say... team sorts that, really. So if they are planning, usually, I mean, grooming and they're trying to put some estimates already on the grooming and then uh, putting the final estimates on the planning, it's actually team effort. And at the very beginning, wait, you might have the team, especially when you're building, then uh, that is consisting, they don't know each other, maybe. They, they consist of very different experienced people. But over time, they actually learn. So at the very beginning, you mm -hmm. don't even have the possibility to predict something because they 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 will be trying to guess something but after a while they will be better in estimating in predicting the velocity and also better in skills so then those differences will start to diminish and yeah, then the esti i would say the estimate there in in this uh, in this situation i've described uh, it's uh, the team basically agrees whether the task is small enough and yeah. I have, and and this is like okay. We agree it's small enough. Even juniors agree that it's small enough. Mm -hmm. Okay, boom! It's a, it, this task is it's it meets our definition of ready, so it's ready. I would say that there is a great tool for this kind of estimates. I love it, and we have it in the office. Uh, there are you know the planning poker cards, right? Uh, there are uh, cards for Never planning poker. Yeah, the, 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 there are cards <laughs> with the story points for planning poker that are very special and have actually three values. Value number one is one story point. Value number two is no fucking way. That means that the task is too big and you have to divide it to smaller tasks. And third is no fucking clue, which means, okay, we didn't talk enough, long enough about this yeah. task. I don't understand it. So we need to like dig deeper. Those cards. And they are really good for exactly. estimating, exactly. right? And exa exactly, that's the way it should be done, in my opinion. I mean, based on lots of painful experience, lots and painful. <laughs> Great. And maybe uh, not that extreme guy because I actually work with uh, teams that actually are able <laughs> to work with regular story points, and they are predicting and sticking to it. And yes, obviously there are things when. Something is estimated, I don't know, for five or seven, then, then suddenly it goes. <laughs> no, uh, actually, uh, I think, guys, you, you are just both right. It just, it, these two things, I would say, are uh, uh, exchangeable. I was working in a team uh, some time ago in an organization, which was uh, very mature, and it was really great, I would say, in estimating in story points, right? Similarly as Przemek, I had really good experience. I was scrum master in that team. Mm, so I was really feeling really well about the, the, the estimates. We had some kind of team velocity and the, the estimates were more or less usually um, uh, correct, right? As for, for the what we admitted delivering the sprint, we, we, we delivered. But at, uh, after like uh, half a year of working in that team, I heard about these no estimates, right? And how you can do it a little bit differently, right? And after that, I have done exercise. So I have exported all tasks from Jira with the dates when they were solved, when they appeared in Jira with the story points and so on, and have done two kind of charts. One kind of chart was based on story points and barn up chart, right? So um, in total, we had 5,000 story points, 500 um, story points, and it was like uh, it burned up till the, end, uh, till the moment of, 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 of delivery over the period of six months. And second was counting the number of stories that will be delivered on that date, right? So this was the no estimate mm -hmm. approach. When you, you assume that every, every story is one story point, right? You, you could assume that, right? And uh, based on these this comparisons, I figured out that in every uh, sprint for these two periods, uh, two, two uh, six-month period, um, we delivered somewhere around 20 uh, stories. It was sometimes 19, sometimes 21, sometimes 22, but it was always around. There was only one sprint when we delivered 12, and every other sprint was always around 20 stories. So the team was not aware 
that the team is who actually using no estimates, right? Because the team was estimating in story points, right? They, they, and, and it worked perfectly. But at the same time, we could just forget about the story point, just put one story point mm -hmm. or not if the task is too big or too small and so on. And it would work very similarly, right? So I would say that these two approaches are exchangeable as long as you don't pay too much attention to the number you estimated at the end. Because the discussion between, is it eight story points? Is it for 13 story points? It doesn't matter. It matters, do we understand the task? If the task is small enough to start to get it in the, in the that's the core, right? That's the clue. And I think- I Exactly. And the, the um, more experienced the team is, the, the better they will be experienced uh, with the estimation. Uh, but I wanted to add just one thing. Uh, we just shouldn't forget why are we doing this, this why. I mean, if the business, people from the business are happy, if they, are not, if, they have, if they don't have the feeling that they are wasting their money, if they feel informed, and if the team is happy, uh, uh, then I mean, then you're, the, the, if all those conditions are met, then basically you are estimating right. And if you don't, those conditions are not met and you are estimating on one of those you know, ways that we just described or maybe some other way from the book, then basically your estimates suck, no matter how aligned they are with this book. <laughs> Fully agree, Igor. Thank you for that. Let's guys move a little bit uh, forward yeah, into a little bit different area. Uh, and I will base my Claudia question. Claudia has a lov lovely question. Before we go with the it's question, funny. before we go with the question uh, from Claudia, I would like to take the question from Slido because I have something similar and I would like to build up on that. On Slido, we have question that sometimes the estimates are crooked because the team want to ease up the pressure, right? So they add up some buffers to the to the estimate. So I know that this task will take me like uh, two days. So I will say four days just to make my life easier because my manager is putting pr too much pressure on me, right? Mm -hmm. So how to deal with buffers like that, especially in a world where we have two paradoxes. One is Parkinson's labs and second is the Hofstadter's lab. When the Parkinson's lab says that work expands to fill the time available for its completion. So if I will say that this will tell me, take me four days, then it will take me four days. If I will take, say that the same task will take me two half. days, I will do it in two days, right? So for, for or four and a half, right? So the, ta the task expands to fill out the space. But at the same time, there is a Ho Hofstadter's lab where everything always takes longer than you estimated it will take. And even when you take into consideration the Hofstadter flaps, it always takes more time than you estimated that it will take. So how to deal with these paradoxes and the buffers that people sometimes put? Shemek, so maybe we, single we, word yeah. answer? Yes, Leader, okay. Leadership. <laughs> Extreme ownership. And coaching. No, and coaching. No, no. And I'm not bullshitting you. The only way to prevent that is to make most of your team actually to want to deliver the sprint or the goal or whatever, to want to know this. And if most of the team, so say you have 10 people or you or have nine people on your team, if six out of those nine people are more or less motivated and the three others are not that motivated and they are bullshitting you, then those six other will call their bullshit. And this is basically the only, only, only way. I mean, the other alternative is that you should be the technical expert and to basically look deeply into everybody's job, but it's, but it's completely impossible in the long term, in the long run. So the only answer is leadership. Sorry. Leadership Thank you, is Igor. definitely. Leadership maybe is you have something additional? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, to your two laws that you mentioned, I would add one more. Murphy's law. If something might go wrong, it will go wrong. So you need to also take that into consideration when you're planning something, uh, the, the risk factor yeah, and the failure factor. So that's something. But they fully agree with, with, uh, with, with Igor here uh, that it's really the matter of how you manage the team and what kind of uh, team spirit, so-called team spirit, team flow you can actually build. If you're the, the type of the leader that uh, people hate you and then they will try to screw you and they will try to protect from your you being micromanager from you punishing them if you say if you they will see that yeah 
if they, they, they will see that, okay, you try to pressure them and try to, let's say, squeeze them against the will, against the reality and the prediction, whatever they want to do well. They will tell they, you like 25, we, we can complete yes. 25 tasks on the sprint. And you will say, no, no, 10 more, 10 more. Exactly. So next time you're going to hear that, uh, then, okay, we can do okay, they 10. They can complete 15. Yes, exactly. So don't do it. It's a matter of how you work with the team. And uh, most people want to do their job well. It's not like we have crooks yeah. in the organization. Of course, there are bad ships, but most of the people want to do the job well. Yeah, and Shamek, we, we keep having those questions during training, like about those yeah. people who crook the estimates, about lazy people, about whatever. But seriously, people, this is like a fraction, like a minority. Most of people are really good people, and most of those questions are only about those freaks. Exactly. But there are people, which I, I think we, we mentioned that last time, but there are people which we call like uh, responsibility ninjas. They are absolutely masters in not doing the job they should do, they're supposed to do, but also blaming others. So with that type yeah. of people, we need to but deal this, with. The, the, but this also goes under the, the umbrella of leadership. So if you are a good leader and say, most of your team is working more or less okay, then you have time not to micromanage the rest, but actually to take a stick and beat the one problematic person. Maybe break <laughs> their leg or something. <laughs> okay, we are heading in a bad direction, so maybe let's let's move forward again and get the question from uh, Claudia from the chat. Claudia, maybe you would like to it ask was, that question. It was, of course, a joke and a metaphor, right? Yes, sure. <laughs> <laughs> You know why, why lag? Because they can still code with hands. <laughs> okay, you, you you know too much about how to beat people. So I work maybe. for Comar, you know. But in... TM's approach. Thank you, Wojtek, for that. So let's let's move forward. Uh, Claudia, maybe you would like to ask that question in person. Uh... Hmm. So we have a new team, uh, for example, and uh, estimating a new project, uh, product development. And we would like to know uh, when we will deliver particular features and maybe when we will finish part, first part of the product, maybe MVP. And not knowing like uh, previous, uh, previous uh, velocity of the team or like how quickly we can deliver stuff, but our let's say that our stakeholders uh, need this answer to also plan maybe marketing campaigns or whatever, they, they need that information. Claudia, so, question. Do you have uh, understand that the team is new, but those people, do they have experience with something similar? Or maybe a different question also, do you have other people let's that Let's say no, with... and uh, to add to that, they are starting to develop in a new technology, like switching from one language to another. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you have I no have experience. A very quick, very quick answer, and maybe Przemek will expand. Basically, do one or two sprints, mm -hmm. and afterwards you will you, you will have at least some grasp because the situation you've just described. So there is new people, new technology, new product. It's basically you can go to the you know to the fortune teller to Wróżbita Maciej or somebody, <laughs> yeah. somebody else, and and that's basically. Uh, the, the results going to be similar. So in my opinion, do one or two sprints, work for one month mm -hmm. together, and then based on that, you will be you will be better off. Absolutely. I would say, yes, uh, that's probably the, the way to go forward. Uh, you might try to guess something on the basis of your, I don't know, the experience the team has, or maybe use some expert. If you have some possibility to actually bring some expert to the team, they can, that can help. That would be good, just just to help to start with. But also start with uh, some iteration, deliver, see how much it takes, and then start predicting. And do maybe some kind of let's say a proof of concept, uh, yeah. some spike. So uh, yeah, a, a so small. Yeah, they they did similar. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. Proof and, of and concept then... is, is is good direction. So don't strive to 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 go to towards like finish nice product, but maybe try to finish completely something small and shitty maybe, but working. In that technology and demo it and demo it to the stakeholders the users yeah. if you can and then hear the feedback and that's going to be way more appreciated than you trying maybe just to figure out the whole plan which is completely guess. A of stakeholders mm -hmm. right because some stakeholders will be understanding and some stakeholders won't be understanding <laughs> yeah exactly. 
True. But this is where we are actually, Igor, actually going to a discussion like who you're working with, yeah? Whether it's a client that wants to have the product done and doesn't want to hear about the problems. And then you need to have yeah. experienced people on the on the board on your side to to predict that, or you're working with the the team or the the stakeholders that okay are fine to work with a so-called costs reimbursed way, meaning that you just deliver and they see what's there and we go along with it. So it mm -hmm. really depends who you work with. You have to nicely you have to be able to sell this solution, this proof of concept. Uh, I mean, to, 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 to motivate it, I mean, uh, to say why you want to, to, to go like that for like one, two or three weeks, what's in it for them. And if they agree, great. And if they don't agree and they say, blah, 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 blah we don't want to hear about it, then it's also a very good sign because mm -hmm. you seriously don't want to work with, with that client because this sounds trouble. Guys, last question for today because it's 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 quarter past uh, past uh, seven, and I think I have last question, which would be now nice, nice closure. So we talked today a little bit about um, how to estimate, when to estimate, how to use them, how to do it properly, how not to estimate, how to how not to estimate. That's that's a good point. Uh, what to estimate it for? What to estimate it mm -hmm. for? And my last question then would be um, how to avoid uh, becoming an estimate a metric against the performance of which you are evaluated by, right? So it, I can see two dimensions. So firstly, as a developer, if I estimate it lower, then I'm like, a, I might be seen as a better developer because I give lower values or, or my, I might estimate it higher and then develop it faster just to show us, uh, us how I good I am. And secondly, uh, there might be, I estimated something and then it became a deadline. And just like few, five seconds after saying my estimates, I have just put a strangle on my, on my neck uh, because I just placed a deadline on myself, even though everybody should understand what estimate is. Estimate is not a real value. Estimate is estimate, right? I estimated that it will take me two days. It might be three, it might be four, it might be one. It's I estimated. But some managers accept the estimate as the deadline. So you have the time until Friday. After Friday, I escalate, right? So how to avoid situations like that? That's a big, big issue. I mean, because if you hear something like that, it seems like this it's not a problem of, of the person trying to put some figure behind the task to be done, but really about the organization punishing for uh, and not understanding what the concept of estimation is. So for me, it's the the, the rather the, the task for the, I don't know, the project manager, for the product owner, for the manager, to change that approach and really tell the organization it's not working like that and not put the, the rope behind the neck uh, on the neck of the, of the person who is actually trying to help you and give you some date. Thank you, Przemek. Igor? I agree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> first, the manager himself or herself has to, have to understand um, what the estimates from their team mean. So that's first level. Second level is, well, they have to either try to evangelize, uh, to make understand the other people in the organization what estimates are. And there are two out possible outcomes. Either those people will understand, the stakeholders will understand that, or they won't. If they understand, great success. If they don't understand, then it's, a, it's time to use lies. By lies, I mean buffers. There is no other way, right? So if your team tells you, to, to, if, if, if with your team you come to the you know, conclusion that you're going to release, say, by the, I don't know, January 31st, then you will tell your stakeholders, hey, happy Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day. you're going to have it for, for, you know, February 14th. And that's basically the only, the, the, the only way. So if you have, say, if you have open, experienced, uh, say, wise people with whom you can have some relation and actually understanding, then great, you are totally transparent. If you can't, then you are using buffers. There is no other way, but mind one thing, just use buffers at the, at the, end, of your pro at the end of your project because buffers can get, and this is like a long discussion, but buffers can get really, really dangerous if you start to put buffers on every task, on every spring or whatever, just put it before major releases. 
stuff stuff like that thank and, you yeah i fully no. agree and like i call it just to, to take the uh take out the audium that it's something wrong i mean the buffer at the end it's the most wise thing you can do it, you you always have to have the buffer at the end of the project it's for all the things that might happen and uh, usually when we work with bigger projects we have the buffer we call it stabilization buffer so um it's it's really for all of the things that might go wrong to make sure that the solution is actually stable good quality and then you can uh, deliver it to the market so the stabilization buffer should always be planned okay Thank you, guys. Mm, I think we can uh, wrap it up then here. Uh, so thank you for these uh, awesome discussions. Uh, it was really great. And I really love that there was, I think, uh, emotions in all of us. So that, that means that yeah. the, the, the topic was, was uh, really uh, firing. I hope I that have a, I have a fever. So I had to like just <laughs> let go of the temperature. <laughs> yes. You can always take your shirt. I think Wojtek will be happy with that. <laughs> Uh, okay. No, the, the, I have the, I have this, uh, but today after 11 p.m. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a different meetup. Yeah, that's a different meetup. Uh, so thank you guys again for joining us here. Thank thank you for your uh, your uh, uh, wise advices based on your experience, your knowledge, and so on. So I think that was really um, informative uh, for everybody. Thank I, you for uh, challenging and for invitation, Adam. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Adam. And th thank you also to, to everyone who was participating, asking questions yeah. and listening to us, talking to each other and with each other. <laughs>